it's episode 67 of the catching up podcast and this is a very unique episode because i'm hosting all by myself this week nick is in africa i believe he's in harare africa hosting a founders live event there and so a the time constraint interferes because of timing when the episode or when their show is happening there but also i don't think he's got the best cell phone service so we'll see hopefully we can get on the phone next week and we can review how that event went but i'm going to selfishly take this opportunity to do an experiment that i've been wanting to do i've been talking about creating the find me in seattle podcast for a long time but based off time constraints and me really focusing on creating long-form video i haven't been able to commit to actually doing this and uh beyond just sitting in the microphone all by myself I'm just curious if I can do it, if you like it, or if you don't like it, I'd love to hear some feedback from you. If you want me to continue making the show after you listen, uh, please let me know because I could definitely use some encouragement and uh, hopefully we'll get some guests here on the show and we'll start doing some interviews with all these interesting people that I meet every week. But uh, let's drop that beat. Let's get the show started. Welcome to episode 67 of the Catching Up Podcast. All right, welcome to the show. This is the Catching Up Podcast. It's episode 67. And uh, yeah, I feel a little weird right now because I'm all by myself in my room. Usually we're doing this as a phone call and I've got Nick with me. But because Nick is in Africa this week, I am taking a selfish moment to try to create this episode all by myself. And I've been talking and promising actually to a bunch of people that I was going to come out with the Find Me in Seattle podcast, I mean, at least for a year, if not two years now. And it's something I've wanted to do, but I've been so committed to creating long form videos, which take, in my opinion, a lot more time to film, edit, and produce that I've been putting this off. But since Nick is in Africa and he couldn't jump on the call, he's actually hosting his Founders Live there in Harare, Africa right now. I made a commitment to myself that I was going to try to get on this microphone for 20 minutes here, talk a little bit about the things that I have going on, the things that uh, I saw that were interesting this week as an experiment to see if you, the audience, and the one to whoever many people that are listening to it, is this something that I should continue to do? Do you like it? Should I come out with the Find Me in Seattle podcast? So if you like uh, what I've got to say here, Please let me know. That means a big deal to me, and it will probably keep me motivated to keep creating this show. Even if it's one of you, you're listening out there. Please, I'd love to hear from you. So uh, let's start with with this. My name's Connor Kaysen. I run this company here in Seattle. It's called my company's called Find Me Media, but my brand is Find Me in Seattle, and it started off as an Instagram account about six years ago, maybe four years ago, and I was documenting my work in selling advertising. I was walking around door to door, selling ads to local businesses, restaurants, bars, cafes, retail shops, and making these little maps for a company called Notice. Shout out to Notice. They were great people. uh, And I really am grateful for my time that I spent at that company. And in that time, I learned a lot of skills about marketing and helping local businesses. I taught myself how to code, build websites, and learn all about social media and ads, uh, which has turned into this company that I have now called Find Me in Seattle that I walk around the city every day and I tell stories and I help local businesses with their digital marketing and creating uh, content, a lot of videos and producing that and running ads on the internet. And so now I'm here. I'm standing in front of a microphone. Shout out to everyone here on IGTV and Instagram if you're watching it through that means. Uh, If not, if you're here on the podcast, I appreciate you taking the time to let me fill your ears maybe with a little bit of nonsense. Uh, But let's uh, talk about what's going on this week. This past weekend, I 
went to an event by Elliot's Oyster House, and it was called Oyster New Year. And I guess right around this week is the start of oyster season here in Seattle. And oysters are a big deal. They're they're just so delicious. I like to call them uh, little sea boogers because they're they're kind of odd. Whoever decided to eat them first, that, that was must have been a big risk. Uh, but they're delicious. And so Oyster New Year. I'm, I'm getting off track here. Oyster New Year is at Elliot's Oyster House. It's more of a high-end event. I think tickets were 125 bucks to get in. And they bring in a dozen different farms, maybe more than a dozen different farms from around the Pacific Northwest who harvest oysters. And they create this big center circle with all of the farms. And there's just dozens of people shucking oysters for hours. And you can go and you can eat as many oysters as you want. They also have a bunch of breweries and wineries there uh, letting the drinks flow. And they've got other seafood. They had crab. They had sushi. Just a ton of food. It was an epic food event where you could tell a lot of people this is this is one of their big moments over fall uh, where they get dressed up nice. They get there early. I highly recommend you buy the VIP package. The VIP gets you there an hour early, which beats all the lines. And you kind of go in a circle and you eat as many oysters as you can. And uh, I have a video coming out about it. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But uh, shout out to Elliot's Oyster House. Thanks for inviting me to that. I thought it was so cool. And uh, if it's something that you're interested, if you're a big fan of oysters, make sure you add it to your calendar. Oyster New Year for next year. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, What else? This weekend is the MLS Cup with the Seattle Sounders and Toronto FC. I couldn't remember their name. I was like, do they have a mascot? But no, they're just Toronto FC. And this is the third time in four years that we've been playing them. It's like the rubber match. We've won one. They've won one. And now finally we're getting to host it at home. And... On today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to the Sounders and the ownership there because I've been a Sounders season ticket holder for eight years now, and I've wanted this to come so badly. I've gone, I've, I've experienced so many heartbreaks. I mean, last year we lost in the playoffs to the Portland Timbers and penalty kicks, and it was just one of the hardest sporting events I've ever attended. It was so hard to lose to our arch rival that way, uh, and then to see them go on an MLS Cup was just hard to stomach. And so this year, we have our chance. We're hosting it at home. It honestly is all I can think about. But why I want to give them a shout-out was as a season ticket holder, not only did they release the tickets early to us, we got access to them on Wednesday night. The public got access to them on Friday. And the season ticket holders took advantage. Not The prices were so fair. My ticket for the last playoff game against Real Salt Lake, I think it was like 37 bucks, And the ticket for the final was $46. I think it was like $46 or $49. And that's just an unbelievable price. I would have paid so much more for that ticket to see my team play in the championship game. But they did right by us. They also said we could pick up, I believe, six more tickets, which uh, was just a great opportunity. I bought two and... I sold them immediately, not nearly as much as the prices that are. I mean, the tickets where I sit right now are going for $400. Someone listed them for $1,500, which I don't think anyone bought. But right now, ticket prices are that three, dollars $400 range. I probably could have made way more money. Um, but I was just really excited. Shout out to the Sounders for doing right by us. That was so cool. I can't wait for this game. I'll definitely be talking about it next week in the show. But go Sounders. And uh, if you're in town, the game is at 12, kickoffs at 12.08. On Sunday, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know what time the Seahawks game is, but uh, hope I, I think there's going to be as many people watching the Sounders game this weekend as there are the Seahawks game. But yeah, what else is going on? Okay, so 
I got this thing in the mail this week. It was a box from Amazon, and I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't order anything, so I wasn't sure what it was. And when I opened it up, it's this box that has coffee written all over it. And when you open it up, it was a tumbler, and the tumbler says, "Alexa, order me coffee." And I don't know why I got it. I've actually been doing some Googling. I still don't know why I got this Tumblr. And I've seen some other people mention that they also got the Tumblr. And I assume, I mean, everyone's a Prime member now. And and, and I'm a Prime member as well. So maybe they just sent it to me because I'm a Prime member. But I want to talk about some marketing lessons that I see coming from getting this cup. Right. So they, they did it hopefully just as something nice. But because it said, Alexa, order me coffee, that made me think to some advice about marketing that's coming down. Not only are these Alexa devices becoming so popular, I think just voice. I mean, that's why I'm recording this podcast right now. Voice interactions are going to become a very, very normal thing. If you've ever seen the movie Her, if you haven't seen the movie Her, I highly recommend you go check that out. It's pretty much about how this guy falls in love with his artificial intelligence. He pretty much puts an AirPod in his ear and this robot speaks to him and helps him out and and becomes his partner and he falls in love with his artificial intelligence. And uh, I don't know if we're going to get that far anytime soon, but it's certainly a possibility. And so I did find out in some research that it was Alexa's fifth year birthday on Wednesday. So that was November 6th. And I assume that's what it was related to is they sent these out as a gift on Alexa's birthday. But when Alexa first launched five years ago, it only had 13 skills or like tasks that it can do. Now it's got a hundred thousand skills five years later, which is just absolutely insane. I, I talk to my Alexa every morning. I always say good morning to my Alexa, uh, which fun story. I actually got in trouble really early on when I bought Alexa and I was getting into it and I was saying, good morning. My fiance, Amanda was like, um, you haven't even said good morning to me. Why are you talking to Alexa? So, uh, men and women with your partners, don't say that first, make sure uh, you talk to your significant other. They're way more important than the robot sitting on your tabletop. Um, but yeah, I always ask her the weather. I have her read me the news while I'm getting ready in the morning. I think it's just a great advice device and and i'm happy to have it but here's here's some other facts so they've got a hundred thousand skills there's ten thousand employees at amazon who work specifically on alexa uh they, they're going all in that's a lot of people and they've sold over a hundred million devices in the five years that's a lot of devices these are all over the place uh i've got two in my house so amazon knows exactly what i'm talking about all the time um, and they have billions of interactions with the devices a day. I don't really know about that number because I think they're listening all the time. So, so what that actually means, I don't know, but let's go back to the point here because catching up podcasts, this is all about, uh, marketing and startups and, and things that we learn. And, and I'm just having some thoughts about this cup because it says Alexa order coffee. I hope she doesn't hear me right now ordering um, but what this shows is how important it's going to be for brands to build up really distinguished and strong personas so people make sure that they order their specific brand. The reason being right now is I'm not sure what happens, what kind of coffee I get when I say, Alexa, order me coffee. It's Alexa is going to become the Google search engine and decide what coffee I'm going to get. I'm really leaving up to her to either know this is what I like and what this is I commonly order, um, or she's just going to send me whoever is the highest bidder. That's the coffee that we're going to get. And 
that's great for us as a consumer, but as a brand, that that makes it pretty difficult for you. Either you got to pay to be the top producer or another skill is going to have to come out and say, oh, do you want to buy Starbucks or do you want to buy Kuma coffee or do you want to buy broadcast coffee? It's going to be really important for us as marketers and brands and, and managers of our companies to really enforce that they need to ask for ours. Because if the the only way your coffee is going to get ordered through these devices, if, if someone says, Alexa, order me Kuma coffee, Alexa, order me broadcast coffee, that's the only way or else it's going to be on Alexa who has all the power, should I say Amazon has all the power to tell us which products we want. I mean, and this is going to be super common with toothpaste, paper towels, rolls, all these kind of things that we always buy every single month. Alexa is going to be the new search engine. And so our Amazon's going to be the search engine. So whatever they decide or whoever pays them the most is what's going to get ordered. And so I just think this is a really strong point to reinforce of how important it is to build a strong brand and get people to know your name, be able to repeat your name, I'm really curious to see what kind of tactics come out to get people to have the name come in their head, right? Like you're really, a, a logo is not going to do it anymore. You're going to have to have audio signatures. You're going to have some type of noise or at least to say, you know, if it says proudly brought to you by Starbucks coffee, they might actually start adding an audio thing that says proudly brought to you by Starbucks coffee. And it's coming. There's, there's just no doubt. When I got that coffee cup and I saw it and it said Amazon order coffee, it really was the first thing I thought about. And I'm not sure. I, I kind of want to order order it right now, but but I honestly don't because I don't need the coffee. I like going and supporting local coffee shops. I don't make a ton of coffee here in my house. Uh, occasionally on the weekend when I'm lazy and I don't want to go walk around, that's what will happen. Or if I need a, a pick-me-up, like uh, maybe this afternoon, that's what I'll do. But we'll see. It's just an important learning lesson. If you are building a brand or building a company, especially if you're a product, building that audio and brand recognition is going to be so important. And I highly encourage you to uh, be thinking about that and thinking about in the future how consumers are going to be ordering your product because it's going to be super disruptive and probably really expensive and really competitive to uh, get that top listing there on Alexa. Enough. With Amazon Alexa, they get enough um, chit chat. <laughs> Actually, before I move past Amazon, because I know a lot of people are thinking about it. We just had a giant election here in Seattle this week. Hopefully all of you guys went and got your votes in before Tuesday. And that's really all about that. I'm going to say, honestly, I know uh, th there's plenty of podcasts to go listen to politics. And, and I follow along relatively closely about what's going on. And I try to stay well informed because voting is super important to me, but I don't want this podcast to be a political podcast. I want actually this to be all about positivity and politics is just never really about positivity. And there's other places where you can go learn about that. Uh, maybe in the future, I'll do like a politics specific uh, interview or, or have candidates on, but that's, that's really not what I want to do because I'm here to bring some positivity and talk about things that I find interesting and that hopefully you find interesting as well. Uh, but that election did happen and I felt like it was it was important to note. What else is coming up? On Monday, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but we aren't recording our next podcast until after. Monday is Veterans Day. Shout out to all of the veterans out there. You guys are true heroes. And and 
especially the older veterans. I want to give them uh, a unique little spot in this episode because I think they they do get forgotten, right? There are still people who fought in Vietnam, fought in Korea, uh, even Desert Storm back in the 90s. There are a lot of men and women who put their lives on the lines, made big sacrifices, and they don't get enough credit. In, in today's world, we value professional athletes so much, but the the probably the best athletes in the country are all these military veterans. I mean, especially the Navy SEALs and Green Berets who are going out there who can do 24, 48 hours in a row without sleep. I think the physical accomplishments that they've overcome are absolutely spectacular. And um, if you get a chance, if you're around a veteran, just ask them some questions. Tell them how grateful you are. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do a show like this. I wouldn't be able to sit in my office and have this company without the freedoms that they uh, protect for us every day. So just a special special shout out to them. If you know a veteran, make sure you, you wish them wish them well or ask them a story. I'm sure they, they uh, would be interested in sharing something about their experience because they probably have a ton of them. All right, what else is going on? I listened to this podcast with Joe Rogan this week, and they had on Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is the director of uh, famous comedy movies called Clerks and uh, Jay and Silent Bob. And they have a new Jay and Silent Bob movie coming out. I'm actually just Googling it here right now, what this new movie is called. Um, And I thought there was some really interesting lessons related to marketing that he was talking about and how he's marketing his new movie. And it's called the, it's called the Jay and silent Bob reboot. So creative. Um, and these guys are just hilarious. Uh, uh, if, if you like vulgar humor, it's, it's perfect for you guys, but, but here's what Kevin Smith is doing, which I just thought was, was very creative for someone who has a small niche audience who want to go see this movie. He is touring with the movie. I think they have 60 cities that they're going to. And, He's touring. He's going to each one. They're doing a, a live debut of the movie at a specific movie theater. He is at the theater. He's doing a Q&A with all the audience. And they kind of have this intimate moment where he gets to interact with all these unique fans who bought tickets to come see the release of this movie. And he's not releasing the movie out to the broad public at all of the theaters all at once. What he's doing is he's having this special event in each city. He's doing the Q&A with obviously these people who really care about him and and love his movies and are big fans. And then after he does this big event, the day after, that's when his movie releases into that city. So anyone who couldn't make the event, that's when they can go see it. But it creates a lot of buzz and he's doing like these little pop-up launches in each city that he goes around to. And I just thought that was absolutely genius because when you release a movie – you you get a week, maybe you get a. I mean, you don't get a week, you get a day. If you're a small movie like his, it, it's not the Avengers, it's not Star Wars that are going to get a month long run and 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 get all of this hype. But now he's making it. Not only is he monetizing the fact that it's an event and he has all these releases, he's he's building more rapport with his audience by doing this unique thing. It sounds like he's just absolutely loving the moment because I can only imagine watching your movie over and over and over again. It gets, it it would get kind of boring, but what he's really getting off by is 
watching the audience react to his movie and laugh and get emotional and, and respond to it, throw their heads back. And, and that is the best feeling as a creative artist is seeing all these people respond to your art. And I just thought that was so cool by him. Uh, I'm going to go see the movie because of that. I just think it, it was so unique for him to do it that way. And uh, I'm trying to see if there's a schedule on here, but I'm not sure. And Silent Bob reboot tour. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. So for those of you here listening in Seattle on the 9th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, he is here in Seattle uh, doing it at 103 Northeast 45th Street. So that must be the movie theater up there by UW. I can't remember what that is. Oh, it's at the Neptune, actually. I'm sorry. It's not at a movie theater. So it's at the Neptune. He's doing three nights to watch it. Um, that is pretty cool. Uh, I'm Interesting. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of inf- information about the Roadshow being so many more nights. Maybe my dates are wrong. Um, it looks like Monday, December 9th, Tuesday, December 10th in the university district is when they're going to be here. But uh, that's enough. If you're interested in Jay and Silent Bob, if you're into that kind of show – Go check it out. But more, I think it's a great marketing lesson. I'm curious if this is going to be the future of releases, especially for more indie movies or indie music. I think it's a great idea if you're a musician to kind of, instead of doing a concert, you do a listening party, you do a Q&A. You really get to interact with your audience, shake hands, sign autographs. Um, I know as a fan of lots of different artists that that would make me so much more invested in the art. And it creates a unique experience. Genius idea. Well done, Kevin Smith. Uh, Just Super cool. Super cool. And so let's see. That is it that I got for news because I know we're kind of getting here. You guys only got to listen to me for so long. I've been in here for 20 minutes. But what do I have coming out? I have coming out a new video with my friend Mitch who has his company titled Easy Wins. He's a nutrition coach and personal trainer. And I went out to West Seattle with him to explore an acai bowl cafe called Fit Bar Cafe. And uh, we got acai bowls, explored their business a little bit, talked about why he likes acai bowls as a post-workout food option. And then I had a conversation with him out on Alki Beach just about easy wins in your nutrition and in your life. And I'm not much of a fitness guy, but I've been trying to with all the food that I eat all the time. Just been trying to exercise three times a week and sweat and get some physical activity. So I uh, I didn't sit down, but I stood up and had a conversation with him. And, and he's going to give three easy wins to just care a little bit more about your fitness and and care about your life. And I thought that was really cool. I think the concept of easy wins is a great idea because it's having that perspective has changed my attitude towards just winning in some type of way every day. I mean, focusing on the small moments of getting up, drinking an extra cup of water or showing up to exercise, even if you don't do the best exercise you can, you still showed up and, and, and you won in that way. And so counting all of the small wins in your day, is just an easy way to lift yourself up, feel good about the things that you're doing every day. Cause there's a lot of negativity around. And so make sure you're counting your easy wins. Shout out to Mitch and uh, make sure you check out that video coming out. I would appreciate it, but that's going to conclude my First episode, first solo episode, episode 67 of the Catching Up Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I would really love some feedback. Shoot me a tweet. Hit me up on Instagram. Send me an email. Visit my website, 
whatever it is, text me if if you're a friend and you're listening to this. I'd love to hear what you think about me talking in the microphone for 22 minutes. Is this something that you could do every day? Should I get some guests on? Are there certain people you want to hear from? Should I meet different people? Do you have recommendations of people who have really interesting stories that need to be shared, uh, mostly to people here in Seattle and, and maybe occasionally some people here on the, the West Coast through my network? But I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to my show. Uh, shoot us a rating if you really like it. If you're curious about learning more about Founders Live and Nick Hughes, check his website out at founderslive.com or you can find me at findmeinseattle.com, find me in Seattle on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of those fun places. I really appreciate you, also you out there on IGTV for watching this episode. I hope you enjoy your day, whatever day you're listening to this. Go Sounders, go Seattle. I love you all. Mwah.